Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. If you head over to BetOnline Sportsbook and use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, on your first deposit with the link in the description of this episode, you can place some wagers on NBA Championship Futures. Now, I'm going to give you three teams that are great value right now. Will they all win the championship? No. Can you cash out later and make a profit? Yes, you can. Denver Nuggets, plus 750, great value play. Philadelphia 76ers, plus 1400, excellent value play. And the Cleveland Cavaliers at plus 2500. Will they win the championship? Probably not. They can make a deep run in the playoffs. Bet online, where the game starts. Morgan. How are you? I am doing pretty nice today. I'm getting all of my podcast work done while at actual work. Ah, two birds, one stone. I like it. Yes, two birds, one stone, maybe three birds with one stone even. That's pretty remarkable to kill three birds with one stone. That is a heady play. How are you feeling? I'm okay. I've stopped maniacally laughing. Maybe. <laughs> um, so I've I've got a really great tan because I've been working on boats. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, we did. We we achieved our bet, right? You made it past the Super Bowl at this job. Yeah. Well, he did message me at one fifty in the morning saying I don't have to come into work today, so maybe I've been fired now. But I made it past the Super Bowl by a week. That is better than what we intended been paid yet but hopefully tonight (laughs) (laughs) hopefully getting paid yeah but uh yeah that's been a thing that's been happening i guess it's a bit all a bit fucked but whatever so what now it's all a bit fucked but oh it's all a bit fucked yeah well i've got no idea what i'm doing but um i'm trying and you know Mm mm-hmm that's why we it's talked just, about lying on job applications. Well, I didn't lie. I told him I had no experience, but yeah, um, he now knows that, and he seems to be cool with it. Like uh, he, at times he's like real chill and real calm and whatever, and then other times he's like a maniac. Relatable. Yeah, relatable. But it's just like it's it's just me and him that work on jobs together so well i think he's gonna piss me off okay that's not ideal but like he he gets like halfway through something or he'll be like all right we gotta really knock this job out today we gotta do this and then he's like all right so now we're gonna drive half an hour back to my place have a quick joint (laughs) um have a bottle of water and then go to the other boat and i'm like what are we doing here like this is inefficient <laughs> extremely inefficient right yeah okay whatever just uh extremely inefficient like uh like russell westbrook yeah well he tells me how it was so important to get this boat done by whatever thursday it's monday we're not even working today it's still not done so no chance no chance well no no chance because it was like four days ago <laughs> and like I had a massive meltdown trying to fucking clean the inside of this fucking boat like what was a week ago over a week ago now thinking it had to be done by a certain time I didn't realise his time frames are just retarded anyway I'm learning <laughs> I got invited out on a boat on the weekend that was cool I didn't go but I got invited that was nice anyway. <laughs> it's nice to be included well yeah like because they seem to be fun, like boats and stuff. Um, you mean the boats or the people on the boats? No, not the people, the boats. Like the boats, boats are fun, okay. Yeah, boats, water, you know, fun. Because the weather's been amazing here for last week. Like, I couldn't have picked a better week to start working outside. In the middle of summer. Except when it was 105 on Friday. That was awful. But, yeah. 
win some, lose some. Got to go out in 105 degrees, but you also got perfect weather the other five days. Yeah. And I got a kilotan. So happy days. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on the tan. Thank you. That, that's what I'm, well, that's all I really have to show for it because I haven't got any money. Um, yeah. But, that's, I've, got a, uh, but I've, I've got a tan and um, I've got a really toned arm now from <laughs> working on the boat. That's Did you cool. end up getting to do that bartending job for right. a weekend? No, I didn't do it because I work on the boat. Ah, okay. So you opted for boat instead. Yeah, because I would have had to do, I had to get like my responsible source of alcohol certificate. And I was like, I'm not going to bother outlaying $30 to get that to make however much money at this festival. I don't want to $30 to make 100 I would have made like probably 200 and something, but I couldn't be bothered anyway. I worked on the boat instead. Um, yeah. So there's that. But I elevated music. Hit the music, Kyle. I'm working on it, okay? It, it takes a second to hit the music. Thank you for your patience as Morgan and Kyle discuss topics off air. We will be returning to the show in 15 seconds. We know you have a lot of choices for your podcasts, and we appreciate you choosing to take it easy here with us. That was very interesting. I wish the people could know about it. Well, maybe, well, they can know about it once I, you know, stop being a chicken shit and come up with a like a pitch but i also don't know who to pitch it to there's that's my next predicament your next predicament who? figuring out which person to pitch yes. your ideas to yes because that um is probably the hardest part of it all pitching it to the right person well at least you've got multiple contacts you can work with yeah, but the people who I know would say, yes, have the power. They'd probably have to pass it on to a higher chain of command. Yeah, but how high do I go up that chain of command? Go as high as you can. High. Okay, so do, I, do I go to the director of um, production or do I just go to a producer? <laughs> it's a great question. Great question. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd love an answer. These are all great questions. All wonderful questions. What's your thought, Kyle? Do I go to a producer of the show or do I go to the director of producing? I don't have an expertise, so I don't want to give bad advice here. Given that every time they've asked to make a decision, they put it on Hildy, do I go to Hildy? Do you have their contact? Hildy? Yeah. Hildy offered to braid my hair next time I'm there. So she knows who I am. I've met her before, and I have her phone number and email address. Yes. Well, you could always get more information before you ask. It might be better to ask one of your uh, one of your closer friends, like like maybe uh, maybe Chris or Roy, and see Roy. if they know. I would ask Roy because Roy would give me give you good advice potentially. I don't know. He'd he'd let me do it. Yeah, well, you could ask, like, is this something that I should talk to Hildy about or someone else or blah, 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 whatever else it is. If I ask Billy, Billy would be like, talk to Hildy because he's a coward and just doesn't want ever to make a decision. (laughs) But in my head, I've got either Winnie, Mike, or Hildy. Probably so. I mean, maybe maybe get gather more information. Maybe I just asked Spain. <laughs> you did. You did get a lot from Sarah Spain, so that's helpful. That's helpful. Oh, yeah. And she previously had said that she was considering coming. So I said that it. Um, if you could do-
Thank you for your patience as Morgan and Kyle discuss topics off-air. We will be returning to the show in 15 seconds. We know you have a lot of choices for your podcasts, and we appreciate you choosing to take it easy here with us. Eh, don't worry about that. Yeah, I... I, This happens all the time. My headphones just hang up on people. Eh, we're fine with it. We'll we'll make it work in post-production. Yeah, if Sarah does come out, then that would be cool, because then you can go to these events together, potentially. Yeah, I'll just make her take me to the plus one. Yeah. Or if Kate Fagan comes out, because she says that she goes to all the World Cups, except for, like, you know, the ones that are hosted in countries where it's illegal to be gay. I mean, to be gay here, we had a referendum. We made everybody vote. Okay. On, no, not on being gay, but on gay marriage. That's how despicable we are. Yeah, America did the same thing, so don't well america actually did it in the courts instead so uh we're just as no we did it a lot later than you did yeah yeah yeah, i know but anyway um we still we're still in the last smoke weed here so you're you're just like america but like 10 years backwards culturally we don't shoot each other well that's true yeah that's true you win some you lose some am i right yeah lives So, what's been happening in your life, Connor? Tell me. My life? Well, our book Mm -hmm. comes out this week. That's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it exciting? We've already got a few dozen people with pre-orders, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Got a whole bunch of of books coming to my apartment in the next couple days, which is uh, a something. to something having yeah. seen the size of your apartment that is a something yes my apartment's like the size of a small hotel room so uh, we'll just stack them on top of other stuff that's how we'll uh that's how we'll make mm-hmm. that work it's not actually that many it's like one moderately sized box of books right. just that i can like, give to my friends just like raise them up raise your bed up with them <laughs> I do have a bed frame now at the very least. So I'm not sleeping on an air mattress on the floor. I'm sleeping on an air mattress on a frame now. I have upgraded. Well, there you go. Um, I have upgraded I, I, ever so slightly. That's all right. I, I don't think it's necessary. Whatever comfortable. I'm sleeping in a single bed currently that I had when I was six years old. Um, my last grade. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, so are you going to are, are you internationally shipping your books, Kyle? It is. One person from Australia ordered my book, which I thought might have been you, but it's not it's you. Not, I would think. It's not yet, but it will be. It will exciting. be. So there's going to be two of us. Maybe we can start a book club. Yeah, you can start a book club reading about. Do you have a 10 day Tony jacket on? I have a ten. I am one of two people in the world who has this sweatshirt. Myself and Tony. That's it. Just two of you. Yeah, yeah. This was Juju's and um, Rage Against Twitter. Um, for some reason, gave it to me as a gift. He asked Juju for something to give to me, and Juju sent him this. And at Mass, he gave me a gift and this and he gave me this in a signed t-shirt i love that I you still wear it around it's beautiful i don't know why i deserve a gift but i got one and i'm very grateful because it's a cool it's a cool sweatshirt it's comfortable because you're morgan of course you deserve one no i do not but i'm grateful Anyways, I got sidetracked. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can start a book club with two people in the entire country who uh, apparently ordered this. See, someone, someone likes the Spurs. I'm guessing Patty Mills is the reason, man. That's someone. Someone was listening to my podcast from Australia. They, they must, they must really love Patty Mills. Well, if you are listening to this, fellow Australian, 
Reach out to me, Usada Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you may be, Australian person who ordered my book. Let me, let me check again and see if there's a second Australian person. Unless you're in Sydney, then don't talk to me. <laughs> Only in Sydney. You cannot. Um, so, so this schedule is going to have me going to Sydney, which is upsetting. Yeah, it's okay. Sydney and New Zealand. Oh, yuck. Which teams are you watching in Sydney? Potentially. Australia. Australia and Ireland. Okay. At least it's an Australia game. Yeah, that's why I'm going. Because it's the opening Australian match in Sydney. And well, hopefully going. And then off to Auckland. Because <gasps> we're up to US now. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I got distracted. We're up to twenty nine sold. Oh my goodness. Wow. And that's just online. That doesn't even count the ebooks or the um what's it called? The ebooks or the um the physical copies that i'm getting so that means we're close to four dozen already that's wonderful wow look at you kyle i'm so proud thank you morgan oh now i gotta figure out where they're from okay i need a city of the australian person so i can decide whether they need to start up a club with me or not as a patty mills fan Game day bowler. Game day. Nope, just one unit in Australia. Still only one. In the city? Uh, let me see. Full report. Uh, four people from Poland ordered our book, apparently. Wow. Shout, out to, shout out to Poland. Polska. Uh... See, 11 in the U.S., you know, nope, just says one in Australia. That's it. Sad. Okay, random Australian. Damn me. Shout out to whoever the random Australian is. Five in the United Kingdom, four in France. France? Tony Parker? Gotta be Tony Parker, I would guess. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be my, that, or someone who's just a Spurs fan in France, which I guess Tony Parker would be a good reason to be a Spurs fan in France. No, no one, no one in France does anything but sit on a fence. Sorry. <laughs> uh, if you're a younger, if you're a younger French basketball fan, I guess you've got Rudy Gobert. You might be a Utah Mike, Jazz Mike, fan. Mike drop. Yeah. Speaking of Utah, I just realized this is the first year I chose to not watch the dunk contest or the three-point contest. I just chose to watch oh. the highlights instead. I, not, I watched it. You watched it live? How would you feel about it? Um, well, I watched the skills contest and I was absolutely bored out of my brain. Um, the Rooks versus the Antetokounmpo's except with one of the Antetokounmpo's out and with Drew Holiday in, um, who was the only saving grace of the team, um, versus the Utah Jazz. And I think the rubbish. Utah Jazz won? The Utah Jazz won unconvincingly, but only because of the shooting aspect of it, because you get 200 points for that or whatever. Um, the Antetokounmpo's were terrible, and the Rooks could not hit a basket in the shooting. It was embarrassing. Uh, neither could uh, Tyler Hero, which I think Hero is uh, translates to brick <laughs> um, because he was absolutely bricking it. Um, for some reason, Jason Tatum started with his money rack first. Dumb as fuck. Like, ab absolute rookie, considering you've competed in this before. What are you doing? Um, but I was surprised at the quality of the some of the um, – competitors in the three-point contest, um, some of, not all. Um, and then, yeah, I was bored by the um, the dunk contest. But, um, yeah, congratulations, Utah, on a white man winning. On a what? On a white man winning a dunk contest. A white man winning a dunk contest. White, man, white men did not show out in the three-point contest. Tyler Hero and Kevin Herter Ooh. both did not show out. <laughs> Laurie Markkinen. Yep, Laurie Markkinen won the skills competition. Speaking of the skills competition, I didn't watch that one, but I think this no, is the he was second. In the three point. He was in the three-point contest. Oh, Laurie Markkinen was in the three-point contest? 
Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of white white ballers in the three point mm-hmm. contest. Somehow somehow Luke Kennard wasn't there. Just yeah. was expecting him to show up. But um it was I, I really liked Dame. I just he's my favorite non Celtic. Yeah. Dame's awesome, man. Dame Dame is awesome. Dame is awesome and Dame was at a football game that I was at in Melbourne, which was cool. I mean I've technically been in the same room. Technically. You've technically been in the same room as Damian Lillard. Yes. Dame time. Dame Dame Dollar. I love Dame Dollar. Gonna be a Hall of Famer. First ballot. Yeah. How many, people, how many people get in each year to the hall of fame i don't think there's a cap on it for basketball but usually it's only like one to two players per class unless it's a weird this, one this like, class is stacked this year mm-hmm. how many are there long <laughs> okay um unless it's a we- i mean there's no cap on it if it's a year like i remember like Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, and Kevin Garnett all went in in the same season just because of when they retired. So, like, I don't think there's a cap on how many players can get in. Um, so, there's 12 finalists this year, and it includes um, Dirk and Paul Gasol and uh, Tony Parker and Greg Popovich, Dwayne Wade. Oh, man. Becky Hatch. Becky Hammond. Yeah. I don't know how they made the rule that Popovich is able to go into the Hall of Fame. But yeah, that, still- that was what was very confusing to me. Yeah, they did this a few years ago because they only get a certain number of coaches nominated. I think it was like Bill Self went into the Hall of Fame, but he's like still coaching at Kansas. It's just, I don't know how they do it. Okay. So there are... Um, Selected five coaches and seven players are finalists. Mm-hmm. Eleven first-time nominees make up the group. Blah blah blah. Blah 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 blah. Um, it doesn't say how many people will make it. We'll find out next month. I think they do it at yeah. the final four. Final four. Yeah. So you think that Dwayne Wade, Greg Popovich. Dirk. Dirk would make it and like maybe I don't know, maybe Powell and Tony have to wait. Powell, I think, could be you could make the case. I don't think no, I, I don't think either of them were on the all seventy five team, so I don't think either of them are necessarily guaranteed to be first ballot. I only say that because like I forgot what his name is. I think it was like Tracy McGrady made the all seven or like almost made the all seventy five team and he didn't make it on the first ballot. So I'm just guessing that if you made the all 75 team, you're probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, Dirk and Dwayne Wade will get in for sure. Yes. Tony Parker, maybe. Pau Gasol, maybe. I don't know. Tony Parker kind of has the same resume as Kyle Lowry. Do you think Kyle Lowry's a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. Then probably not for Tony Parker. Only difference is Tony Parker won four championships. So I'm trying to figure out now how many. Which doesn't say. How many players get inducted in the NBA Hall of Fame each year? I mean, I guess we could just go by year. Maybe that'll... So they say gen- generally four to six. Okay, so they don't put a they don't put a cap on it. Twenty twenty two among players and coaches. So they had. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Well, I guess well, they have international. Twenty twenty one, they had nine. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty twenty one, they had nine players. Nine inductees. Yeah, you're right. They had nine players get inducted in the Hall of Fame. Not all of them NBA players, but a lot yeah, of them players. Not all the players that are nominated are NBA. Like yeah. There's, yeah, like 
all-time winningest college coach. Um, yeah. Uh, D3 national champion, seven-time Big Ten coach of the year. Yeah, these hacks who I don't know. So I'd say Becky Hammond makes it. Becky and Pop and Tony go together. It's a threesome. <laughs> And I think that would make sense. You put all three of the Spurs in in the same year. Yeah, and then release your book. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good timing by you. Exactly. was a perfect time to have the book come out. Right right. Around. It was also uh, Ginobili got inducted last year. So look at that. How about that? How about that? And... Tim Duncan was two years before that. Perfect timing. That would have been a riveting speech. Tim Duncan's actually was, because I watched it for research. It was actually very interesting. He, he almost cried talking about he talked about Popovich at the end after everyone after his family after his dead parents after his teammates after everyone <laughs> after his dead parents yeah I think it's what important think? to point out the that both of his parents are no longer living when you talk about Hall of Fame speech what do you thank them for being dead well not quite that but he went for Popovich after um well, Pop gives off dad vibes. Yeah? Angry dad vibes. Let me talk about that a little bit in the book. Wow. We don't call it angry dad vibes, but it's kind of that idea. Should have. Should have. (laughs) This is in my picture book. I would call it angry dad vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Just Popovich with the little, like, angry emoji, basically. Like the... the, (laughs) Furrowed brow. Yeah, with the red, the red face red, emoji. Red face, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With like the swear word across mm. his mouth. Yeah. Glad but you enjoyed the. Uh, glad t- you. Because <laughs> it's Tony. It's in French. <laughs> what does that mean? He's just sitting on a fence with a with a sad <laughs> face. I don't think. I don't think Paul ever sits on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Have Tony Park. Looks like looks like the answer to your question is about like players, coaches all together. Something like twelve people get in the Hall of Fame. Not all for the same. Thirteen nominated. Thirteen nominated. I mean, but that's just nominated is just the players and coaches category. There's also contributors, referees, um, international players. They've got all sorts of categories. Um, see, there, there's last year there was only three NBA players that got into the Hall of Fame. Um, but, uh, in 2021, there was five. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to look at the list of who could have been nominated. Okay. Right. So let me see if I can. Oh, Chauncey Billups. Nope. Did not. No, he's not. Did not make the list. He will make it because everyone makes it, but he hasn't made it yet. Mark Jackson, Sean Marion. John Marion would have been interesting. I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer, but it would have been interesting to see him get nominated. So then there's a direct elected category for international nominees. Okay, interesting. Don't know any of them, so whatever. All stars. Contributor nominations. Made four All Stars, two All NBA third teams. Good job, Sean Marion. You had a very good career. Um, <laughs> direct elect category veterans nominations: Loyola or Chicago, like just the whole thing. <laughs> just Loyola, Chicago. I wonder what the yeah. history behind that is. Just, just everyone. 
Can we have Sister Jean give this speech? Yeah, well, no, because I've got her on my death list. She ain't making it to eleven. She's not making it to September of this year? Fuck no. She's like 110 or something. 103. She's not making it to April. I think she can make it to April. I think she no. can make it to I think she can make it to December. She you know what's funny is the sweet sixteen. Well, Loyola's not very good this year, I don't think. So, so they're not I making it to the sweet sixteen either. No, no. They damn. Yeah, no, Loyola is uh Loyola's currently, I believe, fifteenth place in their conference. Ouch. Yeah, so it's not going great for them right now. They are three and eleven in conference play. Nine and seventeen overall. Um, they were in the Sweet Sixteen last year, though, or two years ago, whatever it was, two years ago, I think. Ooh. It's just their uh, their coach left, and then all their players transferred. Mm-hmm. I assume there's yeah. some other reason why Loyola Chicago is nominated for the Hall of Fame that doesn't have to do with the the last four years. I'm sure, there's some like historical reason for it, but. I'm just not exactly sure uh, who else got in the Hall of Fame. Ew, they put Kim Mulkey in the Hall of Fame. I didn't realize Ew. that she's Oh, shame. Darn shame. Uh, a lot of older players in the in some of these classes. Now, the Naismith Hall of Fame must have a no-assholes policy because Kim Mulkey didn't get the nomination this year. Well, Kim Mulkey already got inducted. Mm-hmm. No, she was on the list of women's nominations for this year. Yeah, because she, she's she's already in the Hall of Fame. Then why was she nominated? No, I was just going through older names of. I have the list no, of I've, old I've, Hall of Famers up. I was no, like, I've got oh. the list of the people that were nominated this year. Yeah, but why would you but get nominated would... if you already got enshrined? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's being trained as a coach or I don't know. I don't know why, but she's on the list of women's nominations, but she didn't get, she's not on the like final list of people who were put forward because there's like a list of one, two, three, four, two, seven, eight, nine, ten people listed for the women's nominations, but there's only like five people in the end that were that made the final cut. Who is on the final cut? Of the women's? Yeah. Uh, no, four, sorry. Jennifer Azzi, um, Gary Blair, Becky Hammond, and Marion Washington. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be Becky Hammond then for the player. I don't think Becky Hammond's going in as a coach. So I see. No, no, she's no, six-time six time WNBA All-Star. That's what her thing beside her name says. Yeah, I, I assumed that was the case because, I mean, she won the WNBA championship in her first year as a coach, but I assumed that that wasn't going to be enough to get her into the Hall of Fame as a coach, no. so it would be as a player. Just because Pop's getting in when he's still coaching doesn't mean Becky gets in hard. Just because yeah, she, yeah. just just she was screwed out of a, an, an NBA job doesn't mean they're putting her in the Hall of Fame. I don't think she is necessarily screwed out of an NBA job. I just think being the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces is a really good job. Like she better than out of the Portland job. Out of the Portland, I guess out of the Portland job. But yeah, you could argue that like if she was in serious contention for one of those NBA jobs, probably. I just I've been careful about how we talk about that because everyone's like, oh, Becky Hammond like chose to go to the WNBA instead of sticking it out to become the first woman to coach an NBA team. I was like, yeah, because being the coach of the Las Vegas Aces is a really great job and it's way better than being a lead assistant on an NBA or like being a third fourth assistant on an NBA staff. Like, yeah, especially if like you're not going to learn any more from Pop that you haven't learned so far. He's not. He's got no new tricks, and you're not going to go and sit beside somebody else. So yeah. you might as well go and get some experience and run your own show. And I'd rather live in Las Vegas than Portland anyway. No offense, Portland. Mm, it's okay to to take offense. Take offense. To Portland. Yeah, can, Portland can take offense. They'll they'll be okay. 
so much for being trailblazers. Hey, that was a good joke. Hey. That was good. <laughs> yeah, no, I I just think the way that we talk about the Becky Hammond thing is I like pretending like I think the bigger problem is like we can't name a second or third person who we think is going to be the first female head coach in basketball it was just that was the title that was assigned to becky hammond because she was the first assistant coach and she won a championship as summer league coach but i think the bigger problem is that we can't name a second or third woman coaching besides becky hammond like the bigger her being the first wouldn't be a it would be a huge pivot and a and a change like societally her coaching a men's basketball team where you have like 50% of women's basketball coaches being men. But it, the bigger thing would be the second, third and fourth woman to get hired as a head coach yeah. more than it would be her being the first. And just because like people know, like she has notoriety as being an assistant coach that doesn't make her the best, most qualified person for any particular job, just because you know of her. It doesn't mean that she was better suited than Chauncey Billups or by, or anyone else. Like, I think that people get really bogged down in the, we want this to happen, so we're going to be angry when she doesn't get it. That doesn't mean that she may not have interviewed as good as he did. Like, I'm, like, I'm not, women have enough trouble without other women trying to shit on them, so that's not what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. It, it might not everything is sexist, maybe. Sometimes maybe she just wasn't the best candidate in their opinion, but I think they're wrong, but whatever. Um, yeah, no, I understand that part of it. The part of even if it's not a good job, just getting any job would be a monumental amount of progress, whether it sets her up to succeed or not. It's just right back on ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Breaking the glass ceiling a little bit, which like the, the bigger problem is that we can't name the second, third and fourth women's coaches in basketball. We just put that title onto Becky Hammond. And so then when she takes a, a really good job with what's right now the best team in the WNBA that won a championship in their first year, like all of a sudden people are disappointed in her. Like she had this great expectation and now she won't be the first female coach when like, or first female NBA coach when one, that could still totally happen. And two, Becky Hammond never really wanted that title. It was just kind of assigned over years and years because she was the only one she was a hall of fame about to be hall of fame player but two was about to be the the first is the only it was the first assistant and therefore was the only name people knew on coaching staffs despite the fact that i think there's like over a dozen female assistant coaches in the nba now they're just at lower levels of the the process because that's how you get entry level jobs right so i'm going to put my all of my 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 faith into Sandy Brondello. I want her to be the next woman to cross over to the NBA. Is she coaching in Australia right now? No, no, she coaches the New York Liberty. Oh, interesting. I I don't know her except for just looking it up right now. So wow. she's a- you should have because she coached the San Antonio Silver Stars. Uh, that might be before my time. Yeah, yeah, but you should know everything about San Antonio. Um, she was an assistant <laughs> at the Sparks. She coached the Phoenix Mercury and now the New York Liberty. Oh, how about that? Oh, just became the coach. See, this is the interesting thing about the WNBA is that there's the have. It's increasing. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, but she spent eight years in Phoenix and won. Yeah. I think at least one WNBA championship. I'm trying to remember the timeline of championships. Yeah, um, yeah. She, she won 2014. She was the coach of the year. Okay, so they did win when she was the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she that was, was yeah. WN, WNBL MVP, WNBA All-Star, Australian Basketball Hall of Fame. 
See, that's the thing. I saw when I looked her up, I was like, oh, Australian basketball coach. I was like, oh, does she coach in Australia now? No, she's a coach of the New York Liberty. And I think that's, I mean, this is the interesting thing because um, you know who owns the uh, the Liberty, right? Is um, our friend Joe Sai. Oh, yes. And he has uh you know a couple billion dollars and he's the guy who's like i have all this money i want to invest it into women's basketball and he got in trouble for you know buying the private plane thing and um clearly he got you know who is one of the best coaches in all of women's basketball and probably is paying her a lot more than the phoenix mercury could have paid under previously robert sarver and now the the guy who just traded for kevin durant Mm. it's very interesting it's like how our our friend mark davis bought the las vegas aces and decided to be champion for women's sports mark davis because he has all this money and he wants to pour it into women's basketball our friend mark davis needs a haircut oh he did did, have you not seen have you not seen he did he did uh finally come on home he shaved his head okay Google. mark davis shaved his head he is uh he he is a bald Mark Davis now instead of the famous Mark Davis bowl haircut. Like I just don't understand how nobody in his life went. This is not okay. No, it goes further than that. It is um he he pays a lot of money for that haircut. Um he he sometimes flies out That's of absurd. state in order to That's get a new cut. No no no. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, I can see him bald. Wow, he looks really, really old. Well, yeah, I mean, he is a little bit old. Did you see the photo of him bald? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at him now. Okay. Um, he looks much, much better, though. Like, he looks less cartoon character. Oh, that's, oh, no, it's funny you said that, because I said he looks like the Emperor from Star Wars. Before, he looked like a Chucky doll. Yeah, I know. But he doesn't look less like a cartoon character. He still looks cartoonishly funny because in addition to his bowl haircut, he also looks like Mark Davis. Yeah, he... I'm not going to make fun of burn victims, but he does look like a burn victim. Yeah. Maybe he's had too close to a candle or something and he melted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just looking at other. Uh, now I'm looking at limited fake Mark Davises, just other <laughs> random Mark Davises. <laughs> so we got Sandy Brundello, we got Becky Hammond, Tara Lawson was coaching with Boston before she took the Duke head coaching job. Uh, I was talking about someone wanted to interview Don Staley, but Don Staley's never going to leave South Carolina. So sure, Cheryl Reeve. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the the bigger thing is like, I think having a short list of, I mean, I don't know how many people can name NBA assistant coaches off the top of your head like they can with NFL assistant coaches where like, for some reason, everyone knows the offensive coordinator of every team. Um, But the fact that there's not because they've Because they've applied for every coaching role and not got it if they're black. Yeah, pretty much. Like the Houston job. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah, all these. If you're if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, you'll probably be able to name every single assistant coach this year because all of them interviewed for your coaching job. Like, so. what 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 is Eric Bieniemy doing? Eric, stop it. I don't know, man. I maybe he's in line to take over when Ron Rivera gets fired. I don't know. Do you want to take over there if you don't know? Like, is that being sold? Like, do you want that smoke? How badly do you want it? In fairness, I believe his contract was up in Kansas City, so he, he kind of did have to go somewhere else because it didn't seem like Kansas City was like eager to bring him back or anything. So I don't know exactly what the deal was with that. But congratulations, you get to be associate head coach and offensive coordinator for a seven and ten football team. Primary play cola. It is kind of wild, though, that Kansas City has been essentially a dynasty for five years now, and for four of them, they've had the same assistant coaches. Like, they got that old-ass defensive coordinator out there and then slid in Steve Spagnolo, and it's 
kind of like he's never going to get another head coaching job, but he's a perfect defensive coordinator. And for some reason, no one would hire B enemy. They had, they had a stability with that coaching staff for a long time. Um, so <laughs> they've replaced Eric B enemy with Matt Nagy. <laughs> that's, that's Super Bowl champion Matt Nagy. <laughs> Quarterback coach Matt Nagy, now offensive coach. <laughs> his sec his second stint as Kansas City offensive coordinator. That's how he got the Bears job in the first place. Was he made uh, Andy Reid made Alex Smith look competent, and the Bears were like, "Yes, this is what we need." <laughs> All right, so I'm looking at who else was in the running for the for the job at Washington. Pat Shermer. Um, that would have added to the amazing blah, 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 blah. list. So, uh, Anthony Lynn, Greg Roman. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting indeed. They got the best they could get with Enemy, and for whatever his reasons, Enemy was cool going over to Washington to work with that mediocre to not great offense. And the fact that someone mentioned in the enemy's favor is that with New Orleans, perhaps he could earn the job after this season if they wanted to fire Rivera. Harsh. Yeah, pretty much. But why would you even want to be the coach in Washington? Exactly right. That was what I said. Why, would you, why there? Yeah, unless you unless you know they're going to sell and you feel like there's going to be like a bounce. Well, think about it this way: over half the league has fired their coach in the last four years. The Texans have fired four coaches in the last four years. At this point, over half the league has told you that they don't want you. So, I guess you go to the ones who are the bottom ten in the sport, which are one of those bottom ten organizations would in fact be Washington. USA Today, make no mistake, Eric Bieniemy going to Washington is embarrassing for the NFL. <laughs> no, it is. And then he'll play poorly, and then every, every, the Washington will be bad, and then everyone will smear Eric Bieniemy when he'll finish with the 24th-ranked offense despite having the 28th most talented offense, and Ron Rivera might get fired, and then they'll sell the team, and that's pretty much how it's going to go, and we'll just never hear from Eric Bieniemy again because his name yes. won't come up in coaching searches. So under Andy Reid, Doug Peterson was the offensive coach. He went on to coach Philly. Matt Nagy was. He went on to coach Chicago. The enemy can't get a head coach. <laughs> can't even get a good coordinator job. No, he can't even get a coordinator job at a team with a stadium that's not falling apart with an owner who's not an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> with, with Sam Howell and Taylor with Sam Howell. Yeah. Green Lizard. Green Lizard. Yeah, they are uh, on the way out organizationally, getting ready to fire Ron Rivera with a nice little... Uh, Ron Rivera is going to get a nice little payday on his way out the door because at uh, this point... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe they'll give him the grace period, but I feel like the last years have already been a grace period for Ron Rivera. Like, he's going into his fourth year without... I mean, they did make the playoffs in his first year, but without, like, any meaningful success or an above have 500 cancer, Kyle. Cancel. Can't find the dude to cancel. I don't want to dump on Ron Rivera. I'm just saying under other circumstances, if he weren't way too good for that job, he wouldn't be there for five years like he's about to be. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so the article ends with, he will be he will be an Eric Bienemy, but he will not be running the show. That's Ron Rivera. Bienemy should be somewhere else, but he's not, and that's just sad. <laughs> No, no, it's impossible. Anytime you end up in Washington, it's sad. Just, just, the, just having to be around that organization is impossibly sad. Jamar Hamlin had to apologize because he wore a jacket that had Jesus on it. What? I am not touching that one. I'm not touching that Demar Hamlin story with a 10-foot pole. Among critics were former, former NFL running back Adrian Peterson, who referred to the jacket as blasphemy. I 
I don't like the allies on that one. If Adrian Peterson and the Jesus exactly people right. are coming so, to your defense. Um, you know what? I'm wear whatever you like, Demar. Because if you if Adrian Peterson's against you, feel good about yourself. Adrian Peterson and the people who are really into Jesus. I feel like even if they're on the right side of this, I don't like my allies. It's like it's it's like what we were talking about earlier. Mark Davis fighting for gender equity in sports. I'm like, I'm you're on the right side of this. I just don't like my allies of Mark Davis being a champion of gender equity in sports. Just don't like Adrian Peterson. No, and good reason. I don't like Adrian Peterson and I don't like the people who are way too into Jesus. Like Tony Dungy. Same. Because anyone who's way too into things that don't exist freak me out. <laughs> Says you who roots for who roots for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> I love a curse. <laughs> that curse existed. What are you talking about? <laughs> Curses are real. Trust me. I'm living, living in one. <laughs> But like, I'm, I'm living in a curse, but like it's a roller coaster. Like there will be incredible, incredible highs, but that's just so you can actually feel the pain of a low. It's really yeah, fun. but that's just life. That's just that's just well, no, that's just how fans that'd be of, living. That be living. how fans of tormented teams have convinced themselves to live. This is my lot in life, though. <laughs> So let's talk about Collingwood. So Collingwood, <laughs> Collingwood, the Collingwood sells newspapers, right? Okay. The, the Dallas Cowboys of media. They are they are content. Haven't we haven't had a scandal? Or like we got a new coach at the start of last year, and he turned everything around, and everything has gone so beautifully. We had an amazing season. Blah 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 blah. You like improved out of sight, and. Mm-hmm. One of our new, young, very exciting, blah, 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 got kids got caught in the toilet at a pub um, taking drugs um, on video last week um, and pled guilty. Well, said, yeah, he absolutely did. Like, admitted to it, whatever. They were suspended him for two games. Like, that fucking, what's that? Anyway. It's like front page news because Collingwood has like other team, another team in the same league have a player who's actually been charged with multiple crimes and like threatening to distribute like revenge porn and all this shit. But uh, that's not making the news because no one cares about that team. But Jack Inman uh, doing lines in a toilet and lawn, uh, that is front page news. Hang drawn, hang hung drawn and quartered. He has been so happy days right before the start of the season. Go us. I feel like we should make. I feel like we should make the revenge porn story more front page news, though. Exactly right. That's what I've been trying to do on Twitter. So I was like tweeting out yesterday. I was like, so is he? Um, has he been charged with a crime or has he been suspended? Like that dude who's that who did those things. He hasn't actually been suspended for an amount of time, whereas, like, the day that they released the story about this kid taking drugs, they suspended him for two proper season games, two pre-season games, blah, 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 set out his whole punishment, whereas this other piece, yeah. sh- actual piece of shit, oh, he's taking out indefinitely, <laughs> indefinitely. I guarantee you he's back for the start of the season. Indefinite leave to take care of his problem, as he would say. And uh, um, But, yeah, but he's convinced... Um, the person he was uh, um, enacting the revenge porn on, um, to ne- they're now defending him, saying, "Oh, look, it's my fault." Blah blah blah. Money talks, silly bitch. I'm stunned we haven't had an American story like that yet, because this is a this is a this is actually a somewhat common thing in uh, in international sports where uh, Re- revenge porn. Yeah, I mean, revenge porn and blackmailing. Yeah, it happens a lot in like the UK. Yeah, um, wasn't like, um, wasn't it um, was it Benzema did it on the French national team too? Oh yeah, he, he did like, it to his own teammate. Yeah, like yeah, like the the Sun and stuff in the UK. Like they set up plays. Like they set up Shane Warne, who was a who was 
one of Australia's greatest cricketers who happened to die last year. They set him up with like prostitutes and stuff and then would video him. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> and he got caught all the time. But like Wayne, I think Wayne Rooney had like, he got caught in a scandal like that. I don't know if it was like revenge porn, but like they get caught in these sex act scandals. But it's just like these people who play sport, they're just not very smart. <laughs> Well, you just get caught more often, I guess. I mean, no, if you're going to do drugs and you know, you know, you're like this kid. Everyone knows who this kid is. Like he's the most recognizable twenty-year-old in this state. Everyone knows who he is. Go into the cubicle, you dumb fuck. What are you <laughs> doing out on the fucking bench? Like, firstly, like I'm not going to be the one to say don't do it, but. Have some fucking discretion. Everyone knows who you are. Everyone's, if they don't like you, which a lot of people don't, he's a very controversial character. Um, people are out to catch you, you dummy. I will say that this probably isn't the first time he's done something like that. So therefore, not. this is just the time he got caught. And he's not alone. Like, I don't for a second, like, this is absolutely, um, it would be rife amongst footballers because it's rife amongst anybody of that age. The general population. <laughs> yeah, the, the general population. Population. You tell me. Well, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to, like, don't have to implicate yourself in any crimes or anything like that. But if you haven't been into the toilet with a bag, I think you're a liar. I'd say I wouldn't because I have a very sensitive nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would never. No, Morgan would never. Uh, well, how do I know that I have a very sensitive nose, Kyle? I cannot do it. I get a sinus infection and, and I become incapacitated for two weeks. So I cannot partake in such things. You cannot partake in the nose drugs? No, correct. Because I can't, I can't inhale. It, I don't know, it gets stuck and then I get sick. But edibles, I can have edibles. <laughs> she says after having one one time, <laughs> <laughs> and all I kept and all I kept saying was, "I can feel my back." <laughs> what a what a strange <laughs> what a strange way to process that. You just it was all I could all I could the, the only way I could process it was I just kept looking at Nathan and going, "Nathan, I can feel my back," and he goes, "I don't know what that means." I'm like, "Me either." You just needed. You just needed to t touch something. No, no, and I didn't want. No, no, I didn't want to touch anything. But I could just feel that it existed behind me. <laughs> I, I was think thirty-nine I told, years old. No, I, it was at mass. I think I told Chris Kearney. Yeah, I could feel my back. He was just like, <laughs> "What is happening here?" It's like, where's the after party? <laughs> me, me and my dad are coming. Okay, and the sheets and giggles go. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Shout out to you, Colin. <laughs> Shout out to you. Congratulations mm. on the marriage. Sheets and Giggles guy who I've never met but gave us free bed sheets for sponsoring the show. Yeah. Um he um yeah, she's quite a a statuesque figure. Very tall, very she would need a, a long bed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she seems taller than him, but he's a lovely guy. He's a lovely man altogether. Shout yeah. out to the sheets and giggles guy. I, I hope business is successful enough to cover the fact that he pays for the show to do dumb things. Clearly, it is, or he's just decided to take it out of his own pockets. Right, some people love the show that much. You know, <laughs> some people want to spend their money on on frivolous things, and some people want to buy clout with a stupid radio show. Some people fly from Australia to Miami to go to Moss. I don't know. Do done. it for clout. I did it not for clout. <laughs> did it. It's worth it. Thanks. Those are your those are your friends. Those are your people. After a long three years, you all got to meet each other. 
Yeah, I miss my friends. It's like a real, actual come down afterwards. Like, it's like a depressive come down. Sad as. But. Called an oxytocin crash. You got so yeah. much. Yeah, it, it just, I was full of endorphins all that time and then just boom. No, now you're alone and isolated on the other side of the world. No, you are not with your friends anymore. Mm. Anyway. So, uh, in like in true women fashion, we we looked to our mentors and our, our leaders and Katie and Sarah and thought, how can we ruin the pool for men today? And we decided to put on a show and we well, it was like we were recording a podcast all day. We floated around, we told jokes, we laughed like we were hilarious. We drove them away. In it, they, they left in droves. It was great. There was not a single man anywhere near us. Oh, that's even so even even our own friends who are male were like, no, we male and to- also podcasters. Yeah, they, they were like, no, we're going to bottle blonde. We're not going to be near you, insufferable moles. <laughs> and, and and you know what? It was the best day ever, pool day. And so we've talked about it like twenty times since how we just need another pool day. Just need one more pool day where you can just be insufferable, be yourselves, yeah. piss yes, off a bunch of men. Float around and think that we're hilarious and pretend we're creating content, but we're really just ruining people's day. Great. Doesn't sound insane at all. Look, I never claimed to be sane or close to it, but it was fun. <laughs> That's all that matters. We had a good time. 